Hello, everyone. This is Arlia Hoffman, and this is Spiral Leadership Radio. Hosted by myself and my colleague, Mark Elberfeld, we are the founders of the Spiral Leadership Group, which facilitates growth in depth leadership, emotional intelligence, and diversity. We use custom curriculum and workshops to facilitate change among people, whether they're leaders or not, in their own leadership capacity in the world and in their relationships and in their organizations. Hi, Mark. Hi, Arlia. How are you? I'm doing all right this morning. Good. Yourself? I'm great. I'm great. Let's talk about who we are and why we're here. Spiral Leadership Radio was born really during the pandemic because we weren't out there doing workshops and facilitating and meeting with clients. Uh, so it seemed like a good opportunity to connect with people and with each other and share our work over the airwaves. So you and I met the fall of 2014 at the Gabriel Center for Servant Leadership. So talk about what you were doing when I met you. What was I doing in the fall of 2014? Uh, that's right. I was the executive director at the time of the Gabriel Center, which focused exclusively on the model of servant leadership, both in personal and professional spheres. And to me, the root of that is really tapping into self-awareness, self-knowledge, knowing our motivations. And instead of letting ourselves get in our own way, really tapping into that self-knowledge to grow and change as individuals in our families and in our organizations. So that was really, yeah, where you and I started to do our work together. And here we are now, six years later, under a new name and in a new, totally new way. Yeah, it's been quite a, quite a journey. The Gabriel Center gave way to Spiral Leadership Group, which is founded by you and I. We really had the vision of expanding the work in self-awareness, personal awareness, and emotional intelligence to, to encompass all sorts of models in addition to servant leadership. Um, and somebody asked me yesterday, what does spiral mean? Why did you name it spiral? And I said, well, it's, um, you know, it is about that inner work, the inner awareness, the double spiral labyrinth, which, which it's named for is the spiraling in, which represents the personal work and the spiraling out, taking those learnings and that wisdom into the world, into your relationships, and into all the work you do. So that's that's where the spiral comes from. And I think we have had this vision of um, of bringing whatever modality is appropriate to the personal work, not in any religious or spiritual way, but just in a personal development way and and psychological way to um, assist us in all that we do. Absolutely. And I love that we're both so open to all those modalities and really matching the best ones up with whomever we're working. And the Gabriel Center was a 501c3. It was a nonprofit, which was fantastic for funding. And on the flip side of that, we really couldn't be religious. We 
really couldn't get into politics. And while those weren't really necessary to do our work, I think it's great that we have the freedom now, if and when it's appropriate, to at least discuss how somebody's religion might tie in to their thinking or their development. Same Mm -hmm. with politics, which of course is a hot topic now, probably more than in any of our lives. (laughs) Um, And I just think it's useful to know that we have freedom that we frankly didn't under the 501c3 model. So I love that we're this open to whichever feels appropriate. I also think it means doesn't necessarily mean that we're open to just anything. Absolutely. I mean, it's got to be something that is very valuable to the personal development and awareness and all always ties together. We always have this way of doing our own reading and coming together and weaving our resources together, like the four agreements and Brene Brown and future leadership. Jacob Morgan. Yes. With the future leader. I may pick up an MIT Sloan Business School magazine, and there's something about future leadership in there. And mm-hmm. Didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, and and I do a lot of reading in psychology and um, and spirituality. So finding those tools that weave together in personal awareness, it's you know, it just creates a more rich, varied toolbox for anybody to use, and whatever is appropriate for you know, the work at hand. We just like to stay flexible. Absolutely. So Arlia, I was going to ask, what led you to this work in the first place? Who are you? When I came to the Gabriel Center, I had just graduated with a master's in depth psychology with an emphasis in Jungian and archetypal studies, which just means in that inner work, I had studied a lot of Carl Jung's work and the idea of archetypes and how how using that framework really helps with the personal self-awareness. And so when I came to the Gabriel Center, I began helping with communications and marketing and quickly moved into facilitating with you. Um, And it just seemed like a perfect fit for me personally. It, it draws on a lot of the learnings of depth psychology and as well as a lot of the spiritual work I had done, which was also about, reflection and self-awareness. And then I had also recently completed some training in facilitating women's circles. So it was a lot of the same skill sets, just in the public and business arena and the nonprofit arena. Um, so, you know, I still work with women in, in that capacity in sacred circles. Um, I still do coaching from a psychological and spiritual perspective Um, And then so I love this third leg of my work in the public sphere of helping anyone, whether they're leading their own life or leading in an organization in through that self-awareness and those tools that that really help us strengthen ourselves internally in, in order to be of service in the world in the most healthy way possible. So, Mark, tell me, you know, how you came to to this work um, for yourself? Yeah, for myself, I really kind of entered into a 
family business with the Gabriel Center in particular, which my mother had founded about 20 years ago. Prior to that, I had been a sixth grade classroom teacher in the D.C. area and then in Budapest, Hungary. And I liked teaching. I liked the kids. I certainly liked the content. I was mostly an English teacher. I also really loved the dynamics of the classroom, even of faculty meetings, which were usually dreadful. And I knew enough about what my mother and her crowd were doing around servant leadership to sort of make a fairly natural transition into that work full time once I moved home. So, and these days I sort of laugh and say, well, I'm a humanities guy. You know, I studied art history. I studied English, creative writing and literature. And at first I thought all of this seemed kind of disparate. What do these all have to do with each other? And now I think it makes perfect sense. When I write, whatever it is, it's somehow connected to dynamics of a character, or if it's a memoir piece, what's what's the learning, what's the self-awareness that comes out of that? And then um, I also really love not sitting through faculty meetings. So, you know, on that end of things, I got out of a structure that I didn't particularly care for. But at the heart of it, I still like the work and have carried our or my teaching into all the facilitating that I, I don't want to say we used to do temporarily. It's on hold. Um, but to me, all those different strands tie into what we're doing. And I also know that they don't always have to, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Um, so... I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the podcast. I enjoyed putting together a fairly intensive webinar series with you on emotional intelligence and servant leadership. And I realized, wow, that's that's hefty. We're we're in this sea change. So it's just yeah. interesting to see how all of our different interests and skills and where they intersect will carry us. Yeah, I was going to point that out. You said, you know, we're not facilitating right now, but we did do that pretty intense webinar on emotional intelligence with the EQHR. And, um, I think we're going to make that available on our website for purchase at some point soon. That's the plan. Yes. Yes. Hopefully that will happen. Um, so here we are, you know, um, we're speaking currently in November 2020 and all of its drama. Um, but we are excited to get started in sharing what we know and hearing from others about, you know, leadership development and personal development. Um, and we're just, we're just going to do what we do, which is frequently we just sit around and have a conversation and usually, usually something good comes of that. I think so. And as you and I have talked about uh, our, um, our little chats here on, on the podcast to me, the word authentic keeps coming back. We're being authentic. I might talk about my coffee mug or we might share a quick vignette that seems totally unrelated about playing the piano. And to me, it's all good stuff. It's rich. Um, 
And I think when we are authentic, we will find others who who click with us. I know we've both been in situations where that hasn't been the case individually and uh, together, particularly at the Gabriel Center. And so I think this is a good, this is good practice. You know, what, who's going to, who's going to find us now? Yeah, definitely other introverts. wonder if we should call this <laughs> introverts radio. <laughs> Recording separately please, in your home yeah. together. And please don't call in. That's right. Don't call in. Send just, us a chat. Just text us. Yeah. <laughs> and whatever you do, don't just show up. You know, I recently um, had something I needed to ask you, and it happened to be a Saturday morning. And my partner said, well, just call him. I said, it's 1030 on a Saturday morning. I know his boundaries. And this is not one of them. This is not an allowed function in Mark's boundary world. <laughs> so I don't remember what it was. It was, but I, I texted you. I appreciate that. And know that if you really need to, yes, you may. If it were call. an emergency. Yeah. I would have done so, but it did I'm, not count as an emergency. <laughs> and I think what's great about how we work together is we have found ways, even just through simple technology, that, for example, if I need to do a quick brain dump, I'm not going to send you four texts or even four emails. I know where to put it in Slack. I know you'll get to it. So I think we, we're both aware of um, how to manage our boundaries together. Absolutely. That's At one least of I hope things. so. You can tell me if I'm wrong. That's right. No, I believe so. It's one of the things I teach. In fact, I just did a, a on my own podcast. I just did an episode on boundaries, and it's one of the things you and I teach together is you know how to navigate those those professional, personal, and professional boundaries. So important. It's so important, and so of course we have done an episode on that as well, and we're happy to have any kind of conversation anybody would like to have about that off off air so that's the kind of topic you can expect from us so uh we can be reached you can you know please do like and subscribe to this podcast if you like it so that you also get notified of of new episodes um you can find us at spiralleadershipgroup.com and our email at the moment is spiralleadershipgroup at gmail.com feel free to you know Send us your questions that we can address and have a have an episode about, and we are happy to do that. And um, we look forward to bringing you great topics and an occasional guest because we're just so entertaining on our own. We don't really need guests. We really don't. <laughs> we have our coffee mugs and our coffee chat. What else do we need? What else do we need? But we do look forward to connecting and hearing from those of you out there who resonate with the kinds of topics we'll discuss. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much and stay tuned for um, more from the Spiral Leadership Radio.